On this episode of She's Crafted to Thrive, our guest is Rachel. She is a jewelry maker and designer based out of San Diego, California. And ladies, this conversation is so, so true for me. I think if you guys listened to my last episode with Crystalline, you'll hear that I hate the feeling of being stuck, but stuck happens. And in this episode, that's what we're talking about. Rachel will share her own experience with feeling stuck and how she's moving through it, how she's flourished through it, and also some steps along the way of how to grow your jewelry business or any type of business, creative or handmade, and working with boutiques as well. And there's so many other good goodies in this little episode. So stay tuned. Welcome to She's Crafted to Thrive. I'm your host, Nikita Williams, and this show is for all the ladies who are making and creating things that they love. You will hear conversations about the real everyday struggles of juggling life and business while trying to maintain passion and harmony. As women, we have the skill of getting things done, but sometimes we get in our own way. It's here where you'll see that you're not alone. You'll discover that success does not mean perfection. Fear and negative thoughts and challenges are all a part of the journey. And on this podcast, you'll find the inspiration and tools you need to have a life and business that thrives. I'm so excited to have Rachel on today, you guys. Um, And I was so happy to meet Miss Rachel. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear a little bit about her story. And I'm going to let her tell us a little bit about herself. Thank you so much, Nikita. So yeah, we connected over on... Um, Instagram through Jasmine Star's live video, which was awesome. And I'm so glad we connected. I love meeting other women that are in business in creative fields. And I'm really excited to get to chat with you today. Yeah, I am too. It's like you had a similar experience like a couple of weeks later with her. And that was kind of like, for me, it was like, oh, I got to have her on the show because first of all, I mean, like not everybody gets on with Jasmine Star. <laughs> And second, I just loved how open and honest you were on, on, on the question that she, that you were asking. And, um, I just feel like that's kind of like my whole thing with she's crafted to thrive, really just women feeling free and, um, sharing their fears, but also like, keep going, like don't stop, but keep going. And so I feel like that kind of encompasses a little bit about you and your story. So first tell us how you came to be where you are, what you currently are doing right now. Yeah, definitely. So I have a jewelry business. It's called Rachel Kepler Designs. And I've been doing this for about five years now. Um, I started in college and I can tell you a little bit how I started. So I wanted to create a piece of jewelry um, for my cousin who had passed away. He was blind and we used to write each other letters and he would write me letters in braille. Um, And his teacher would translate them for me. So those were really special to me. And he passed away later on while I was in college. I wanted to kind of make a piece that would remind me of him and remind me of what I wanted to focus on, which was the word joyful. So I found the word joyful in Braille and got all the tools I needed from Ace Hardware and punched out in Braille a piece of metal and made it into a necklace. And then I kind of just fell in love with making jewelry after that. So I discovered. Hobby Lobby. I discovered all the jewelry supplies in the world and just kept on going from there. And and it, it turned into this business because I made a few pieces and brought them into a local boutique and she said she would sell them. And I loved the idea of being able to sell what I was creating. So now fast forward five years later, that's what I'm doing full time is my jewelry business. And I love being able to create pieces for people that are special and unique just to them. I love making custom pieces. 
and just having that freedom to be creative is awesome. What I love so much about creative entrepreneurs is just the fact that you guys create these beautiful things that mean so much to you and then you other people buy it because they're they're you know they're attached to it or they like it but I love when an artist is able to share like why they began why they started it and that piece is so meaningful to them so you were saying before that you you know you lost your cousin and you started creating braille was the jewelry you started to sell braille or did it like did it kind of just like morph into being more of something else no yes that was the only I only made two braille pieces, one for me to wear, and then one that I kind of mounted onto this painting, this picture frame of a painting of my cousin, and I gave it to my aunt and uncle. So those were the only braille pieces I made, but it sparked that whole creativity into making more jewelry. So after that, I just started making, actually, I did letter stamping. So I would write words like hope and joy and love. Um, and that was the very beginning of my business was letter stamping. And then it moved into more fun accessorizing and just little design pieces that were more of just a fashion statement and beautiful pieces to wear every day. That is pretty cool that like, I, I mean, it's just cool. Like, you know, you started to do something that was just really to help you kind of grieve. I, I'm assuming to help you kind of grieve through what you were going through. And then it's like, hey, I like doing this. You were in school, weren't you, when you started doing the when you started creating jewelry? Yeah, so I was in my dorm room. It was just this tiny 10 foot by 10 foot room that I shared with my roommate. And I would just spread out all my stuff on the floor and create things. And she was an artist as well. So she was super supportive. And it was it was a great space to get away from school and just kind of clear my mind and create. So yeah, I started it, I think it was, I don't know, my sophomore year of college. Were you in school for jewelry making or were you doing something else? Or I I was in school for journalism. I wanted to do Mm -hmm. broadcast journalism. And once I started making jewelry, I discovered you could go to school for jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, why not? Um, My journalism teachers sat us all down one day in the auditorium and they were like, hey, heads up, journalism is dying and you guys need to know that if you want to be in journalism you're only gonna you know you're gonna be making next to nothing and it was kind of just this like are you in it because you love it or do you want to do something else oh wow I was like okay so um I was like first of all they say the same thing about artists so might as well be an artist (laughs) exactly yeah so I switched over to studio art and they had a jewelry program and I learned metalworking and stone setting and all sorts of fun things once I was in the jewelry program and I finished up my college degree in metals and jewelry that's so cool I didn't know you can go to school for jewelry making either <laughs> I just <laughs> I always feel like most jewelry makers like they just kind of like like you said they it started off for a reason like just kind of a hobby or a release from whatever they were going through and then it grew to being like something else that not so many people go to school for like jewelry making so that's kind of cool yeah it was awesome I was super excited when I found out about the program I think I was one of the only people that had that as my sole major most people had a second major and I was just one of the only people who's like just metals and jewelry just going for it oh wow it was a small program yeah so while you've been doing this you've been doing this for five years so first of all congratulations because 
most creative entrepreneurs get to year two or three and they're like, what the heck am I doing? I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> like, like, you know, they really do get to that yeah. place where they just feel like I can't, I can't do this anymore. So what has helped you kind of so far, what has helped you to get to three years? I mean, five years. So yeah, I, I know that feeling. I think having my family and my husband support me hundred percent in that creative field is, is really, that's really been the biggest thing because you do need a lot of support, um, whether it's from your friends or your family or your significant other, um, because it's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of alone time. There's a lot of just relying on yourself to be self-motivated and to do all the right things to get your business successful. I think you don't realize how much you have to figure out on your own. So having that support system has been really helpful for me. Um, and then also just being open and honest about where I'm at. Like if I'm struggling, if I'm in a rut, if I am feeling not creative, I usually tell people because that's, that's where the help starts. You know, people mm-hmm. are always able to help build me up and give me some piece of advice or some type of support to just help me get going again. Yeah, I think that's that's so wonderful to accept like where you are, like and to tell people, look, I'm I'm not there. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just not in that spot right now. So I need I need some help or I need some inspiration or or I just need time, you know, yeah. to get to where you're going. Yeah. And I think what I have been learning the most right now is when you're feeling stuck, just keep moving forward to some type of goal in the end and whether it has to do with your business or your creative field or not just to keep putting one foot in front of the other and move forward towards something and eventually I think the inspiration comes back from places you didn't expect so for example volunteering that's something that I think is really important and that's something that I'm kind of moving towards right now because I'm in this this weird feeling of like okay I've been doing this for five years like I need, I need like fresh air, like new, mm-hmm. new inspiration, motivation, and I need to get out of my head. I need to get out of myself and just thinking about what, what's going to help me and what's, you know, good for me. And it's like, I need to get out of that mindset and move towards other people. And I think that that's like been really good for me is to move towards that direction. Have you ever felt stuck before? Like now, like I know when we, we were talking prior to the show you were you know a few few weeks ago when you were saying kind of feeling stuck um have you ever felt like this prior to this moment in time and what were some of the things that helped you kind of get through those times I feel like this has been the longest period of time that I have felt stuck so I think that's been scary for me because usually it'll go for a week and I know that you know I'm gonna get that upswing right back the next Mm week so for right now, I've had a few things that have been helping me like continue to move through it. And for me, that is, I like to play worship music to get those words flowing through my head throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to also, I've been going to therapy and that's been really helpful to get my thoughts out to start healing from other grief that I've been dealing with and loss. And I think grief and loss can put you in this mindset that you think you'll never get out of this feeling of stuck just doing those two things even have been really helpful 
and then focusing on what I'm going to be doing for other people. So volunteering. So I think I can't, I can't even speak for what I've done in the past because it's never been for this long of a period of time. Mm, Okay. I'm almost kind of like figuring that out right now. And those things have actually made a difference in that. Well, it's interesting you said something and there's a quote and I don't remember who says it or who said it. It could be unknown. It could be somebody really famous, but just know that I didn't make up this quote. You know, you have to heal yourself before you can heal others. And I think it's kind of the same way with like creative space. Like you have to like heal yourself so that you can create something, right? Like you have to like, if, I mean, I think at some, at times grief and pain can birth something amazing, but then after that, what happens? (laughs) You know, like after that, what happens? So you have to move from the pain to the joy. So you have to move from that place of where you are to this new place of being okay with what has happened or what is affecting you and, and, you know, flourish from that place. And um, I think it's great that you're starting, like, first you start it with yourself. And I think spiritually, that's a great place to start. Like, that's just me personally. <laughs> and I think, you know, then going to that piece of like, you know, let me get right with my mind and with my who I am and what's going on with me. And, and then then helping like then going out and being like hey I want to volunteer and help other people and you know that will create a whole new place for for your mind and creative juices to kind of feel free to to let loose and kind of see things through someone else's eyes in a sense I guess yeah exactly and I think I have been having to almost look at it as like a sabbatical (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't I've barely made any new like you know huge advances I guess in in my creativity in the past couple of months and I think seeing that as okay well this is my time to rest and this is my time to rebuild um, that energy inside of me and that just take a break and I think just accepting that and being okay with that is really hard because it's my livelihood (laughs) I need my creative brain to be thriving and Mm -hmm you know, spewing out ideas. And I think it's really hard for someone who is creative to actually rest and actually take a break because your mind is always running in all sorts of directions everywhere. So I think that's been a huge lesson and it's only making me stronger. And I think, I think the most beautiful things can come out of these types of trials and like these types of ruts and hardships, because if you really are, you really persevere and you really get through that you become stronger and you mm-hmm. have something beautiful to show in the end that you've made it through to the other side yeah I totally agree with that I totally agree with that so you kind of touched on a question that I asked everyone is like what kind of fears do they struggle with and I can only imagine with your creative like creativity it's kind of like um I feel like um what was I watching the other day I was watching Shark Tank <laughs> with my husband at night we were watching oh, I Shark Tank show. I love that show and um there was this artist yeah. guy on there and he was like we like we're watching like way earlier time like we're not watching anything up to date like anyway so there's this guy and he was like yeah. creating these pieces of jewelry like there's one of a kind jewelry and stuff like this and stupid crazy man um mr wonderful was like well what happens if you get hit by a bus and i was like oh my gosh it's so horrible why would you say that and he's like well I'm just saying like what happens because then I don't have anything to sell I don't have anything to whatever so kind of to your point where you're saying like yeah it's my livelihood and I can't create right now like (laughs) like that must be uh, a hard thing but you still have what you have done like I still feel like 
yeah. as a creative person, you still, I mean, it's not like your jewelry that you did in the past is no good, by the way. It's gorgeous. <laughs> um, so how do you kind of feel about that? Like, how do you feel about like all the different things that go in your head? Good times, bad times. How yeah. do you deal with that? So, well, first of all, to answer Mr. Wonderful, <laughs> let me tell you, every single artist that has so-called gotten hit by a, not every single one, but like all the successful and most popular ones that we study in art history became famous after they died. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I thought the same thing. Well, let me tell you, Mr. Wonderful, your investment would go up. <laughs> okay. The value would go up. So I think, yeah, right now I really am relying on my past pieces. I'm selling what I already have created and I'm selling, I I have a ton of jewelry still in my collection that's available and ready to be sold. And I think that's kind of where I can fall back on is like, okay, maybe I don't need to have a new collection for the spring. Maybe I take a break and maybe I wait till the summer and I just kind of keep selling what I have because it is beautiful and it's finished and moving forward kind of okay, I can take this time to just take a break and think about what I'm going to do for the summer. Or, I mean, I don't think as far ahead as the fall and the winter, but (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I think like for my mind to just like be, to get it back into that healthy mindset where I can be creative, make something, kind of get into that routine again of the business where it's like, I can sell it again. I need to take that time for myself and I need to, whether it's go to therapy or figure out what I need to be investing my time into. Like those are, I need to take that time for myself before I start back up again. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I just rambled a lot, but. No, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think again, it's just to your point, like you were saying earlier, you have to take care of yourself. You have to, in order to mm-hmm. keep creating something, you have to just, I mean, I think about it in a very like, so like, Nikita way I'm, I'm just gonna be real like so I think about it like as like as women we literally create life and so I mean yeah after you have a baby you can't have a baby like tomorrow the next day like it's done like your body needs time <laughs> to rest like your body needs however long that period is I'm not really sure technically but I know there's a scientific period of time where you can't be having another baby between when you just had it you know what I'm saying so it's like like when you're creating something like that and you're constantly creating, you have to take that time to replenish yourself. And it is, a, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's also kind of a, a spiritual principle too, where it's like, you know, you can only give, if you can only give so much until you replenish yourself, like you, you can't just keep giving and giving, and giving, because then you run out of fuel, like just like a car, you can put so much gas in the car, yeah. you know, yeah. it gets to the end, it gets you to where you need to go. Yeah. And then you got to put more gas in the tank like that. It's just principles of life, right? So I do think that's, to your point, it's really important to take this time to be stuck <laughs> and then yeah. get unstuck, you know, work through it. So I think that is, I, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think it's okay to be stuck for a moment because you can't be 100% all the time, you know? I mean, like you, just like you said, you got to take that time to refill your tank. And I, I totally feel that. Like my battery level, that's what I think in my head every day. What's my battery level today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I'm at 5%, like I'm good for nothing right now. I need to just rest. I need to take a nap and then come back to it because yeah. there's the, I have so much more potential than when I'm at 5%. Exactly. <laughs> like, when oh, I'm I love, at, yeah. you know, not when I'm at 90%, like that's all I need. I, need, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I can do so much more when I'm at my A game. So and that's what I want. I think like I want to be at that level 
when I'm creating. Otherwise, it's just, it becomes a chore. And that's, that kind of ruins it. You don't want it to be a chore. <laughs> may not be the best business practice. I am a very, you know, feelings-based person. But um, because of that, like, that's, that's how I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You said a lot of good stuff right there. <laughs> Good stuff right there. So, um, speaking of what you have currently out right now, like with your jewelry line, what is your process? Like when you start to design, okay, first of all, I just learned this from someone, um, who's another, she's a jewelry designer. I think I got this right. And, um, she was telling me she like sketches out the specs and all that kind of stuff. And she sends it off to wherever it's going to get like to get made. She doesn't physically make it. She sends it off, but she designs all the specs and all that kind of stuff. And she sends it off. So are you a designer or are you like a designer and a maker and all of those things? A little bit of both. So what I love to do is I find bits and pieces from all sorts of different places and I put them together. So I like to make pieces that I can assemble myself. Okay. But I may not be creating from the raw product, like the the raw metal product. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not starting from the raw metal, but I am starting from like these different pieces that can be connected and created into one piece. Mm-hmm. You know, only my mind can you know be putting together. So I love that part because it's kind of like playing dress up almost like <laughs> I don't know as a kid I loved like Polly Pockets and, <laughs> and putting all the tiny little outfits together and like every, you know it's creating like this little ensemble <laughs> so for me it's like getting all these bits and pieces and creating you know this this final product that I came up with in my head so I'm very um sometimes I'll plan sometimes I will print out pictures and put them on a board with like this piece, this piece, and this piece are all going to go together once I get them. Um, sometimes I just order a bunch of stuff <laughs> and see what happens once it gets here. That's so, so cool. That's awesome. That sounds yeah. fun. Sounds like, um, it sounds like paint with numbers, you know, like when you have like the paint with numbers <laughs> yeah. where you have to decide, like you have all these, it's already a beautiful composition and you have to pick the colors to pick and you're like, Oh, this looks so pretty. It sounds a little bit like that in my mind. Cause I don't make jewelry, but I, I'm, I'm, yeah yeah yeah, it it is it's fun I um I make another type of jewelry with pressed flowers that is super fun that's kind of where like a lot of the custom pieces come in to play so I love doing these because you press flowers whether you know people will send them to me from their wedding already pressed or from their grandma's garden I had someone from Liverpool send me all these flowers from her grandmother's garden who had passed away and we created seven pieces for her family. So I put together these little compositions of flowers, almost like bouquet-like compositions, and then sealed them with resin inside of a pendant. And it's like frozen in time, these flowers. And those, those are really fun. So those are kind of more of like this involved process of like the resin is really sometimes difficult to work with, popping the bubbles, making sure there's no hairs in them and no dust and mm-hmm just making this, making sure it's crystal clear and then holding the composition of the flowers, the layout that I create in there. Sometimes they float around and then the resin dries and it's almost like this glass, like it's frozen inside of the resin. So those are my favorite pieces. I think I saw you post um, some pictures of those on Instagram and I was like, those are so cool. I do think resin 
jewelry and art it's just like beautiful like it's gorgeous yeah yeah those are so much fun and the custom part of it is like the most meaningful because having those keepsakes like she she was able to give to her cousins and her aunts and her mom and keep one or two for herself I think is really special to have that so in your jewelry business have have you so did you start off doing like like your planned launches and then you were then you started to get asked to do like um commission work or is this like something that you market separately yeah I kind of I started making these ones when I lived in Chicago and I had some pressed flowers in a book from from Montenegro so they were from this far away place and I was like oh I could just create something with these flowers and oh these so cool to do custom pieces so I kind of started out with both like right off the bat like here are pieces that I've already made that you can buy and also you can purchase a custom piece and I'll make it with your flowers and I think because I started out with my own flowers and I knew that they were special that kind of sparked the idea of like okay this could be something that people could send me and I could make for them so yeah I started that a couple years ago and I've I've been making I've made up lots of custom pieces since then I haven't counted so (laughs) I don't know how many but lots of them how cool it is that that it kind of started off that kind of custom piece started off with you like again another like piece of you designing something or creating something for your business started from like something that you wanted and I think that's kind of cool which makes sense again going back to like what we were talking about before why it's so important that you take the time to replenish yourself because you really do create from things that connect to you yeah definitely I think you're making that connection for me like I love that (laughs) I've never really thought of it that way so tell me a little bit about like how you've been marketing your business like online because I know a lot of people who make you know make jewelry or things like that and first of all let me say one of the coolest things that I think is when jewelry that you make ends up in other people's stores because that's hard to do I know sometimes like you have friends and family um you know you kind of get the end but how how have you been able to kind of branch out your business from just being like online and how do you market it online and how do you market it like offline? Yeah. So for me, Instagram has been huge with marketing it online for my own website and then marketing it towards other boutiques and other businesses to sell. So a lot of the boutiques that I've sold my jewelry in, I've connected with through Instagram and either they've found me or I found them and reached out and kind of created that relationship online first and then met in person Um, or I met them in person first and showed them my Instagram because that's one of the easiest ways to get a visual of what my pieces look like so Instagram has been huge for that and then having a beautifully designed website that was something that I invested in earlier um, this year well actually it was over Thanksgiving so I invested in a brand new website and that was the first time that I paid big bucks for somebody to, you know, do my website before that I was doing it, which is what you got to do. Sometimes you got to do it on your own and eventually pay someone to do it once you can. <laughs> so, that's how you stay in business for that's five been, years. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've done I, a lot of things started out with me doing them or designing or creating whatever it is, whether it's the logo and the business cards, all that stuff. And then moving forward to having someone else design them. So that's been really fun to be able to pay someone to create something better than what I can do. So 
So I want to dig into a little bit deeper about what you were just saying about you, especially online, because I think most creative entrepreneurs don't really know how to do this well. Um, <laughs> and that's create like those relationships with people on Instagram without meeting them physically and then like create developing that relationship online and then meeting them in person. And then they become, you know, a client or a customer or whatever. How, what is your process with that? Like how, how did, how do you do that in your business? Um, well, there's not really like a specific process besides just like going for it. A lot of times I will not reach out to a boutique because I think that they, there's no chance. And (laughs) So by not reaching out to them, there is absolutely no chance. um, (laughs) Exactly. I've learned that a lot of times there's just, there's another person on the other side of it, just like me, who is running that account. And whether it's emailing them or messaging them on Instagram, I think it's just that initial reaching out and being like, Hey, I'd love to meet you in person and show you my stuff. And I love your boutique and kind of, just being real, just being a human. <laughs> yeah. I think it's not very formal. No, I, I personally think it's better to not be formal when I'm as a creative person and reaching out to somebody else. I know that they're just another person like me. And so I don't need to be like, dear so-and-so sincerely. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little bit more casual about it. You know, that's a good yeah. point. I never, I, I, I guess I never thought about boot, boot, I cannot say this word boutiques and I will not edit that out on purpose. Um, (laughs) I never thought about it that way because they are more like, you know, they work with smaller size businesses in the creative entrepreneur space. So kind of like that corporate kind of approach is weird. If you're coming to like share something with them about your jewelry, all very corporate-y and then you're like, I'm really just, you know, I'm a one woman show (laughs) and this is who I am. So I think it's- I like, I like that because for me, that's how I approach my, my business. Like in general, I'm very, I'm not too formal. There are some situations where I think you need to be formal about some things. Um, But when you're getting to know someone or getting to kind of get your foot in the door, especially nowadays with Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and Facebook and all these other things, you know, people kind of want to be like, are you a real person? Um, You're not a robot. Um, Um, so I think that, I think I There's like so many automated. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's so good that you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, they want the person behind it. They don't want a copy and pasted automated message. That's like, you know, it's not <laughs> written specifically for them. So yeah, yeah 100%. I think like you're, you're right. Like if it was more of a corporate situation, like reaching out to a large company, there's a time and a place to be formal and professional to that level but I think when it comes to small boutiques my sister owns a boutique I know how she relates to people and a lot of times the more real and personal you can be the better because it feels just more relaxed and it feels like oh yeah like I want to support this person so I have a question for you have you ever yeah. sent like your jewelry to like a boutique that you really would like to be in to someone and like, just like in hopes that they would like be interested? No, I haven't. Somebody um, recommended that I do that. And I was like, I, ne- I never even thought of that before. Um, that's a good idea. I, I just never thought of it before. Yeah. I think, I think, and you know why I think I'm seeing that more often, like from influencers, like on Instagram and stuff like that. So it's like, it makes sense to me like more mm-hmm. because it's like, Hey, I mean, how much, you know, 
you send them a line of whatever and hey if they love it great if they don't still great because you did something you weren't ready for or you thought you weren't ready for but a lot of times people are really interested in what you you know you send them or even if it's just so that you can have that connection to that person it's another connection to someone else and they might share it with someone else you just never know and so I think um that's the new way of like online networking like if you are too scared to like pick up the phone or send a message just send them something (laughs) just send them a little something and be like hey here you go I hope you like it (laughs) oh that's a great idea I think that and a a handwritten note can go a long way yes yes for sure so what are some tools that you're using in your business or that you've used in your business to help you get to like where you are so like you said you created your own logo and your home you know website and like, do you use anything particularly to run your shop online? Like, what are some things, like, if if yeah. someone is thinking of starting a jewelry business, what are some of the tools that have helped you in yours? Yeah, so I started out using Squarespace, and that was great for me in the beginning. Um, and I switched over to Shopify when I decided to pay somebody to create my website. And I've seen an increase in sales just by doing that switch. Mm-hmm. So I recommend that for sure. Um, and then I think what's also been really helpful is Tailwind for Pinterest. That's a great way to like automate your Pinterest, um, get my stuff out there as well as other people's stuff out there and do it all at once and set up your Pinterest, you know, for the next 10, 20, 30 days to keep it active. Um, and that's been really helpful for me. Um, another tool well, I use like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop for kind of my graphics more, it's a little more complicated, but an easier tool for people that aren't as um, experienced in Adobe would be Canva. Mm-hmm. So you can create graphics for your Instagram stories, for your Pinterest, your website, whatever that may be on Canva. And it's just like an easy graphic design tool that I love to use. I love Canva. I'm like, when Canva came into my life, I think I was jumping for joy. (laughs) Cause I, yeah, I I think, um, when it came out, I was like thinking about getting my graphic design, like a certificate or something. And then Canva came out and it's like, why do I need to do that? (laughs) Canva's here. Like I love Canva. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. Love using Canva. And then for the business side of things, I use QuickBooks and I hire an accountant for the rest of it, (laughs) but I keep track of all my stuff in QuickBooks and then I can just export my profit and loss sheet, send it over to the accountant when I need to. Um, But it's really a nice way to see all the financial stuff laid out easily. You can connect it to your bank account and it'll kind of automatically do it. Awesome. So I have one last question for you. What is, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say what is, what have been or what are some of the advice that you've gotten through this, you know, through this journey of five years of running a business? What are some of the things that, you know, you wish you, someone had told you sooner (laughs) or you are just so thankful that they did tell you? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things. Um, One, it can be lonely being an entrepreneur, um, especially in a, a, a business where it's just me. So making sure to schedule that social time into your life, because throughout the day, 
you know, I could go a whole day just being alone. And that for me isn't healthy. So taking those coffee breaks or lunch breaks to spend with other people is really important. And for me, it's, it's, it's not a waste of my time. It's, it's like building that energy back into me again. So that is really important. And then number two, I think somebody told me that courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is moving through the fear. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to have fear, but it's, are you going to let that stop you? Or are you going to walk through it and move through it mm-hmm. one step at a time? And I think that's been huge for me because I always thought, oh, I'm not confident or I'm not this or that. And it's like letting the fear of not being confident, you know, stop me from approaching a boutique or talking to somebody that I want to be friends with or any simple mm-hmm. things like that. It's like, no, you can have that fear, but you need to move forward and walk through it. And that's what it takes to be courageous. So I think those two things. Those are two awesome things. <laughs> uh, those are two awesome things. I um, especially the second one. Um, last year, um, I went to like a, a Bible convention and we talked about that was kind of the theme, like courage does not mean that there is no fear. Courage mm-hmm. means you, you you do something in spite of fear, like you do something in, in, in spite of it and you, you have the faith and you have you have the foundation to believe that whatever you do from that fear, if you keep moving through it, that good things will happen. Like you will grow. Or if we're going to talk, we're going to bring it to business. You can, if, if you're afraid to call somebody that's going to be a boutique or something, then guess what? If you call that person, you've moved through the fear of, I'm not going to sell anything today. <laughs> you've made an accomplishment. Yeah. You've done something you've never done before. So that's a win. Like if they say yes or no, it's still a win because you've just conquered that fear. So I, I think, you know, that's awesome advice. Awesome advice. Tell us how we can find you online. Obviously like your Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all that jazz. And if you have anything, like if you have any specials going on, you would like the audience to know or check out, or um, if you want some, you know, I was thinking about saying this like a couple of times ago, but now I think I'm going to start saying this. If you have any, um, anything you would like to hear back from listeners, if they were going to reach out to you, like, and ask you a question or show you some love, where should they send that to? So you can find me at Rachel Kepler designs on Instagram and my website is rachelkeplerdesigns.com. So I definitely message me on Instagram. I check those and you can always email me or text me. There's always those buttons on your, on my Instagram like profile where it says email or text. So any of those, but um, yeah, definitely. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear, you know, ways that you related to anything I said or, or any advice you guys have. I'd love <laughs> to hear it. So feel free to reach out for sure. Well, I'm so glad you came on and thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you had me. Thank you so much. I'm glad we connected. And this has been a lot of fun. So, and this is also something I was scared of doing. So moving through the fear. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies, thank you for listening. And I hope this conversation inspired you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. That's it on this episode. And yes, you are crafted to thrive.